0: Welcome to your journey of healing with The Healing Podcast, hosted by licensed clinician Monique Owey and co-host Dr. Amber Moan.
1: Thank you for tuning into The Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Owey. Dr. Moan is not here with me today. So today's topic is caring for someone with Alzheimer's and the emotions that come
0: with it. So this is about pretty much you're a caretaker for someone, probably a loved one who is now suffering from Alzheimer's or been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And just to give a quick definition of what Alzheimer's is, it's basically the progressive mental deterioration that can occur in a middle or old age person due to generalized degeneration of the brain. So basically your brain is deteriorating. Now, sometimes people get confused. Dementia, Alzheimer's. Dementia is more like a symptom of Alzheimer's because you can have dementia in different times for different things. You may experience that type of symptom, but when you have Alzheimer's, that will be a symptom many times, right? So anyway, we got the definition. We're kind of clear on that. And this is about the caregivers. When you're going or when you're caring with somebody that has that is suffering from Alzheimer's, It's an emotional roller coaster because the person you once knew is no longer there. They're physically there. You can see them, right? You can see them. You can see their face. You can see everything. But their behavior is now different because now that condition has altered their mental state. Different people are different with Alzheimer's. Some people become combative and aggressive. Some people just become, they're just more calm. They're they're non-responsive. They don't really talk much anymore. Some people are a mixture of all of that. Some people have moments when they'll still come through like their regular self. It does do that. So you'll be reminded, oh my gosh, they're back to normal. But then they'll go right back into that state where they don't know who you are. And that's painful, right? It's painful that the person you love, now they look at you, they don't know who you are, right? If that's your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your grandfather, your your foster parent, uh, adoptive parents, whoever maybe and an your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is, somebody you care about, just someone who you care about and they're just no longer themselves. And I know that's a lot to deal with, you know, because it's one thing if a person is no longer here, like they've already passed on, you know, they're not here, but it's one thing to see them, to actually be looking at them, to physically touch them. And they just don't even know who you may be. And then the painful part too, also is when they confuse who you are. Like maybe they had an issue with another family member, was blatant when they were, you know, when they w- were not diagnosed with their condition, they had an issue with another family member, maybe it was a sister or someone or an, an, a friend that no longer was a friend. And they look at you, their child, they think you're them and they're going off on you because they keep thinking that you're them or they think that maybe you're, you're your sibling who maybe there is an issue with that child, but not with you. And they keep referencing, referring to you like you're the other person And so, they don't want you to touch them. They don't want you to talk to them. They don't want you to come around them. That's hard because you know you're not that person, but they think you are because, again, they're confused. Their mental capacity is no longer there. Their brain is not functioning in a complete capacity like it used to be. And it's a lot. It takes a lot of strength, but it also is a lot of stress because you have to really coach them in a way like a child, right? But it's a little different because, see, they're not a child. So, sometimes they have the strength. Of an adult, still, so they will fight you, bite you, kick you sometimes, yell at you, curse you out, and you still have to be calm because that is your loved one. But you're still human, right? You're still human, and you know it's a big deal. Sometimes they don't want to eat, they only want to eat a certain type of food, which is not good for them, right? And that's the only thing they'll eat. So now you're struggling with getting them to eat. They won't sleep sometimes, so you're wondering if they're going to fall. They'll wander off, they may wander into if they're home. They may wander into the kitchen and they may turn the stove on, not even knowing with the danger of the the gas running or potentially them cooking something that may cause a fire because they're not watching what's happening, starting a grease fire. Just different things, right? If they wander onto the street in the middle of the night, now they don't, because they're not aware of who they are, they can wander off. Like sometimes you'll hear news reports when they say a patient escaped or eloped from a facility. And of course, they don't know who they are. So they're just wandering around. All those things go with Alzheimer's and the emotions that it does, the the emotional toll. Let's talk about the emotional toll it takes. I know it's stressful. It's hurting because you just want that person back. And I know you still love them. You do. Of course you do. It's still your mom. It's still your dad. It's still your grandma, your grandfather, whoever, your uncle, your aunt, your godmom, whoever it is. It's still them. They're just not their same person. So you still love them. You still remember what they did to you or what they did for you, how they cared for you. But you're just trying to make it work the best way you can with their state now. So I can imagine it's stressful to you. You're worrying a lot. You're worrying how to care for them. You're worrying how to make sure they're okay. You're worrying, do you have the right equipment in your home to take care of them? You're battling with maybe you no longer can keep them in your home and you feel guilty because you might have to place them um, in a nursing facility. That is okay. Because you know what, sometimes our homes are not equipped to take care of them because if they have some other serious medical conditions like kidney failure or diabetes or heart disease, sometimes the home environment is not good. They might need to be hooked up to a monitor on a consistent basis and your home may not be equipped for that type of equipment, you know, so you are battling with placing them somewhere or maybe you have been waiting for a bed in a facility and a bed is not available. So you... And your family is just trying to find a way to help them to be comfortable and safe. Either way, there's no right or wrong. Whether you're caring for your family member at home because you have the capacity to do so and they're safe enough at home, or whether you have to make the decision to place them somewhere, that does not mean you're a negative person or a bad person because of that decision. You're doing the best you can. But I will tell people there is no badge of honor. I think I feel some people will try to think they're better than another family because that family had to place their loved one and you were able to take care of your loved one in the home. It's just a circumstance. Your loved one can be sustained at home. Their loved one cannot. Or maybe it's one person. They're single and they just can't because they have to work all day and they know their loved one can't stay at home by themselves all day. So they do place them. But they are in that facility every day, making sure that their loved one is okay, visiting them, loving on them making sure they have what they like, you know, doing their hair. Sometimes they won't even let you do their hair. That's what's funny. Sometimes they're just like a child. No, you can't comb my hair. Don't touch me. You know, they might hit you, you know, and they they just refuse to talk to you that day. Or they might say, get out of my room. And they just, they're just, you know, angry sometimes. And that takes a lot because you have to muster up the strength to deal with the things they say. Because they can say some insulting and mean things sometimes. But I want to talk to you about how to not let that affect you personally to try, try because you are human and it is, I want to say it's okay to cry. It is okay to cry and to realize it's a lot because, you know, they're not who they are, who they were anymore. So it is okay. Don't feel like you got to put up this front, like everything is great all the time because it's not, it's not. When you're caring for someone that has a condition like Alzheimer's, there are good days, there are great days and there are bad days. And there are terrible days. It just is what it is. That's how it is with that condition. And you know, you love them because you, you know, all the things they did for you, they were your mom and the great mom and the great dad. It's hard to see them to slowly, it feels like they're withering away, right? Slowly, they're withering away. And you're just trying to figure out a way how do I keep all of this together? And then some people are not understanding, right? Like sometimes you'll have friends or family who don't quite understand what it's like to be a caretaker of someone who. Requires a lot of your attention, so I will get into in a moment. I'm going to take a segue here and go into you guessed at the situation, and then I'm going to come back about ways how you can just kind of deal with this sudden change with your loved one and how you can take care of yourself while taking care of them. So, all right, let's go into the situation. Dear Healing Podcast, my job is really stressing me out. I have been working here for 13 years. I used to love it, however, over the years and with many changes the company has made and also changes in my own personal life, it has simply become too much. I find myself getting anxious at work. I'm not motivated to go to work. Not even, let me not even say go to work, because a lot of times I can now work from home, and I know it's a blessing to have a job, and I do need my job, but I don't know if I can keep this job and maintain my sanity. Do you think it would be foolish of me to resign? Well, thank you for writing into the Healing Podcast and for sharing your situation. You know what? Your health is important. And yes, we need our job, but we also need our health so that we can do our job. And sometimes we feel like because we've been with a company for so long and so much longevity, it's hard to switch. Let me say it is like you're used to it. You're comfortable. You know, the routine, you know who you work with, you know, who you get along with, who you don't, you know, the policies, all that, you know, your benefits, all that good stuff. So starting over with a new job is nothing that you people know that's you that people look forward to, but sometimes it happens. It needs to happen. If that job is causing you stress, where you have to worry about even when you have to worry about taking a day off, like let's say you're sick, you're not feeling well, and you're debating, like, oh my gosh, if I call out, the work is going to pile up, and. Someone else is going to have to do the job and then you're just stressing about what's going to happen if you do call out. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a sign. It's a sign that that's not good for you. You might be worrying about the pay. There are a lot of jobs that pay well. It's not just that job. Sometimes you do need to start over. You do need to switch because that job is no longer fulfilling the need for you emotionally, physically or financially. It might be. Yeah, it's still giving you your paycheck. You're able to pay your bills, but it's not good for you. And it's okay to switch it's okay. If you have a 401k or I think it's a 403b and you're worried about that, you can roll that over to another company too. You know, if you're worried about the benefits, other companies have benefits too. You know, how do you know that you're not blocking yourself from something that's better because you're so stuck in what you're used to? Sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zone. So what I'm going to say to you is if the job is stressing you, and it's causing you to get sick and you find yourself worrying about the job, even when you're not at work, yeah, it might be time to switch. So no, I do not think it's foolish to need to switch. Sometimes it's a good thing. Just as you found that job and you were able to stay there 13 years, you can find the next job and stay there 15 years. If, if you know, you might be close to retirement, so you might not even have to do that. So it might be just changing your perspective and what you expect And just putting yourself out there. So what I would say is look and see what your options are and don't be afraid to take the leap. Don't be so stuck in one place that you miss the blessing that's coming to you just because you're comfortable. Success sometimes getting to success is uncomfortable. And let me tell you, but once you make that leap and you make that change, watch the door that opens. I hope that's been helpful to you and thank you for writing into the healing podcast. If you want to share your situation, please email support at thehealingpodcast.com or go to thehealingpodcast.com and hit the contact tab. And let's go ahead and give a mention to our sponsor, Healing Expressions.
1: Are you someone who has been considering therapy? Perhaps someone else has told you that you need to talk to a therapist. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you want to discuss some challenges that you've been facing with your significant other. Maybe there's a communication issue, perhaps an incident of infidelity. Or maybe you just want to strengthen your relationship because you guys are thinking about taking another step. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or depression, perhaps grief, life stressors, and you just want to share your thoughts with someone. Well, consider contacting Healing Expressions. Healing Expressions is a private practice located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. You will be given a session at an affordable price with a licensed therapist. If this resonates with you, consider going to Healing Expressions reading about the practice and hitting the contact tab to see if you can book a session. All right. Thank you so much. And back to the healing podcast. OK,
0: so back into the topic of caring for someone with Alzheimer's and all the emotions associated with it. So let's talk about what that condition does. We already know that condition changes the state of that person, right? They're no longer, they no longer behave like they used to. They no longer act like they used to. They no longer are maybe as loving as they used to because they just can't. So I want you to focus on how do you deal with this? Focus on what you can do for them. Meaning you can do the basics. You can try to feed them. They might be at the point where they can't use the bathroom anymore. So they're incontinent. So you might have to change them. Right, they may not even be able to make it to the commode, so they might be in a depend all day, and you might have to change them. I am gonna say, listen, financially, it's a lot. So if here's some options, don't think that you're a superhero because you keep them at home if you can't. Two things you can do: look into some home health, right? If you can have a home health aide or home a home health nurse to come in to help you do that. If you're not sure how you can get in contact with to get that, talk to a social worker. Let me just say the field of social work is very broad. As you know, I am a clinical social worker, so I do therapy, right? But also what they train us when we go to school is how to do resources, how to search and solve the problem. So talk to a social worker. Go, You can go to a senior center in your area and talk to someone about what are some resources for your loved one. If you can't afford home health, maybe you can look into placement, which then hopefully the Medicare or their social security check, if they're getting that, will cover Look into how, as a family unit, you guys can split the task. Maybe you guys take turns with the days. Maybe you're Monday, Tuesday, and your family member is Wednesday, Thursday, and somebody else is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because they might have the ability to do so. Or take it in shift. Maybe you're morning shift, someone else is the afternoon shift, and someone else is the night shift. Same thing, just like in, if they were in a facility. But doing it all on your own, yeah, that's difficult. So be careful with that because you can't make yourself sick and then you're not able to take care of them anyway, right? Uh, You should be also connected to a support group for caregivers. There are many support groups out there for caregivers, uh, for those who suffer from Alzheimer's. I hope you would take advantage of that because those groups are really good. Those groups are a group of people who are going through what you're going through, the frustrations, the happy moments, the sad moments. The breakdown moments, they can relate. And you never know, someone might have a resource for you to help you, okay? Uh, Look into respite care. Respite care means like you might not place them officially, permanently, but you might take a few days where someone will care for them temporarily while you take a break, while you take a vacation. Do not feel guilty about taking a vacation. Do not feel guilty about the moments when you feel like, I'm just not going into that room because I can't. That's okay. As long as you're not abusing them, it's okay. If you got to take a moment like, I'm not going to run in there. Right now, I'm going to wait 10 minutes. Take that breather for 10 minutes and then get your strength up and go in there with that loved one. But again, I want to stress there is no badge of honor because someone placed their family member or someone kept them at home. It's the circumstance. You go with your circumstance. Hopefully, you have some loved ones or some friends that are understanding, that understand that this is a big thing in your life and you're just trying to take it day by day. Um, And especially if you have family, you might even have your own children. You're trying to make sure the children are okay, but you're also taking care of your adult loved one who also needs your time. So I want you to evaluate what's going on. I know it's a lot. It's a lot of the up and down. It's a struggle. You do want them to be who they were. Here's some things you can do to cope. Look at old pictures. If you have old videos of them, look at those things to remind you they are still them. They're just different. I'll say it that way. That is your mother. That is your father. That is your uncle, your aunt, your grandmother. They're just different now. Remember all the things that they did for you, all the wisdom that they shared with you, all the times that they cared for you. They might've even wiped your own butt when you were younger. Remember those things that they did for you. And that might keep you in a place of peace. And it might give you joy to take care of them because you remember how they cared for you. Every now and then, give them their favorite food. Here's the thing, when you're that old, when you're older, And, you know, that's doctor said, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. You know what? Every now and again, give them their treat. I don't know if one time is going to hurt them if they had some fries, you know, give it to them. Let them smile for a moment. It's okay. You don't have to give them a whole bunch, but let them have their treat. You know, that woman, that woman, that man, whoever they live their life, they sacrificed a lot. So why deny them a thing they like, unless it's completely going to be harmful. Like if you know, even one sip of something is going to really cause their labs and their blood work or anything to go crazy, then no, we don't want to do that. But if you can, I don't think it's a problem. Make sure that person is happy. Take them out sometimes. Sometimes they just like a car ride. You know, sometimes they just like to get out in the sun and sit on the porch. Do that for them within your capacity. Okay. Don't try to, I'm going to say this for lack of a better term, kill yourself because you're trying to do everything for them, but you're also neglecting yourself. Do little things in moments. Even in a facility, you know, if they're a person who doesn't need like 24 seven, like monitoring, like on the machine or something, they will even let you take them for a day. They'll let you take them for an afternoon, for a couple of hours. You have to sign them out, let the facility know, take them for a ride, bring them back. That's okay too. But here's what I'll say to deal with this, go to a caregiver support group. Please don't deny that. They have online groups now too. So it's really no reason why you really probably can't attend one. If you can't attend it in person, do it online. If you... Talk to your family and supportive loved ones. Talk about it. Get into some therapy to vent about it. It is okay to vent about it. Uh, share positive moments with them. Remind them. Show them their pictures of how they used to be. Just talk to them about it. Look at old videos and still hug on them and love them. Even when they're a little combative, if when they sleep, just give them a kiss on the forehead. I still love you. I love you for everything you gave me, everything you did for me. Because That gives you, bring you into a moment of remembering how good they were to you. That helps you deal with those moments when they're like really combative and negative and they're doing some things that really want to make you pull your hair out. So just do those things. Remember who they were. Remember right now, this is just a different state. But remember, they're still that loved one. And if, if they are a person who hurts you, though, I don't know if you have to feel obligated to take care of them. If they were a person who sincerely abused you throughout your life and you are the next of kin and you have to make certain decisions, do what's within your boundary, not beyond. Within your boundary, that means you may not be there every day, but you will go come in once a week just to make sure they're getting the care that they need. And if they are in the facility, hold those facilities accountable. Make sure they're getting changed. Make sure they're rotating them if they're uh, bed bound. Make sure they're not getting bed sores. Yes, check them out. You do have to do that. I will say that go up to that facility and ask questions. Meet with the social worker. Talk about what your family member may need or is not getting, and develop a plan that way. I hope that helps you. My heart goes out to you. I know you love your loved one. Take it day by day. You can't be Superman or Superwoman, but just know you being there is helpful to them. I hope that helps you. And I thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. I'll leave you with this. To care for those who once cared for you is one of the highest honors. Again, to care for those who once cared for you is one of the highest honors. That's by Tia Walker, I believe. Okay. I thank you for tuning into the healing podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.